Hello everyone and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about Interview with the Vampire, uh, the TV show, and we are on episode 6 and I'm joined once again by Candace. Hi! So our main man Louis is having a slow healing process and apparently he can't fly but Lestat can and uh, yeah. Yeah. So as we left mm-hmm. you last episode... Louis dropped out of the sky mm-hmm. onto the concrete. Lestat, nowhere to be found now. So Louis and Claudia are just trying to pick up the sh- semblance of life, the shambles of life, I guess, that they had before. Yep. Ugh. Mm-hmm. This. Trying to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. But who can go back to normal when you have surprise visits from your ex all the time? Yeah, literally. Lestat's trying to win them back. Um... Claudia and Louis are like trying to clean up the house and like make it bearable. Claudia also is trying to have mm-hmm. Louis do like really cute rehab by like releasing a goat into their house. And she's like, okay, catch it. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's having to like yep. walk around with his Go ahead. cane trying to run up behind yeah. him, which is really cute. Poor baby. Yeah. It's adorable. Like, it's interesting, though, to see that he doesn't heal right away. I think yeah. we kind of started talking about this last episode because Claudia, one of the things Lestat reads aloud in her in her diary is like, every time I make love, will my hymen grow back kind mm-hmm. of thing. And um, in my head, I'm like, well, is it like how how long does it take Yeah, for your hymen to grow back? Are there certain injuries that heal quicker than others? Is it because he was so completely ruined and it was something that would have killed him if he mm-hmm. were a person? Is that what takes the longest to heal because we know Claudia does the self-harm with, with the skylight, like mm-hmm. the sun thing that they have. Um, and as she's kind of experiencing that and she's hurting herself, like you kind of have to ask, you know, like how long does it take to heal from that kind of burn, right. Mm-hmm. From that level of sunburn. Um, so it just doesn't, just an interesting way to kind of like have a conversation about healing without having a conversation, mm-hmm. you know, um, just, I don't know very interesting yeah and i think that um i don't know i the the notes i wrote for this part are really silly (laughs) that's fair so list at some point like lestat shows up and like he's in this fancy he has like a fancy car yeah and he like hops out of the car and like just another note on costuming in the show i know Mm -hmm. i've already talked about this and like we've already had a little baby conversation about it but the fucking costuming if men looked like this now yeah okay if dudes wore slightly high-waisted pants with a mm-hmm. skinny belt that were kind of like pleated and stuff in the front and a little bit closer fitting at the heel right at the at the at the mm-hmm. ankle and had like a fucking beautiful knit polo shirt right like a yeah. little knit button down short sleeve shirt like the man looks immaculate like mm-hmm. he hops out of this fucking car y'all and he is just like he is just dripping with genesequa yeah. Like he is just on fire and you look at him and he has like his little lazy, arrogant smile. And you're just like, I will take all of my clothes off for you <laughs> right now. I don't even care that you dropped me from 17 feet above the ground, 17 stories above the ground. Yeah. I don't care. You dropped me from an empire state building worth amount mm-hmm. of, of, of height. Mm-hmm. And somehow my underwear in your hand. Yeah. Um, I don't know is, how it happened. is very, it's, it's a, it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's deeply, deeply complicated. Um, He's like, so I wrote down, Lestat is so embarrassing. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he, like, he pulls up in the car and it's just like, hey. 
And you're like, you can't just pull up in a car and go, hey, after you almost murdered somebody. Like, that's not that's not the move. Okay, that's not the look. It's not good. You're not kidding anyone. And somehow he completely pulls it off. He's like leaning against this like Rolls Royce. Like, I think he like buys them a car again, too. Like the same one. Yes. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. Like, he's just like leaning on it like everything's cool. And he looks fucking gorgeous. And Louis is like, (laughs) and Claudia's looking at him like, no, stop. I just double checked my notes. So that instance was three years after the first time he shows up. And the very first time he shows up, it's like right after. Yes. And Claudia, like he, uh, Louis barely even out of bed yet. And he's like on the door with like flowers. Oh, that's right. Yes. And he said to Claudia, he's like, do you think Louis will take me back? And Louis shoves the coffin out the window and it falls and like into the street. And Claudia's like, I think you have your answer. Drama. Oh, yeah. oh, perfect. Doesn't. Doesn't she tell him like like Louis's not here? He's not home. Yeah. Like she tries to like get in the way. <laughs> like it's if you if you like gay drama, mm-hmm. if you like any kind of love drama, but especially the gay kind, mm-hmm. this is the show for you. So good. This is unmissable. If that's the kind of thing you're, yeah, <laughs> it's the best. It's so good. You're gonna have to let me know. If He's just sitting there acting good. like it was no big deal. Yeah. I will. I'll totally tell you. Um, I like Alexandra D'Addario, mm-hmm. so um, I'm excited to see her in it. Uh, she looks very witchy in life, so yeah. I feel like it'll be a nice time. She the one that um, plays um yeah I, in Merlin. No, mm, I don't know. That gr- I don't think so. Okay. Um, I can't. I can't remember what you might know her from. I know her from uh, Why Women Kill. Okay. The um, black-haired girl that's in Merlin as like Arthur's family friend. Um, I forgot what her their actual relationship is, but she looks a lot. Morgana. Like, yeah, yeah. She looks a lot like that girl just from oh the goodness. ads. So I thought it was her. So Rachel, you're opening, you're opening a very dangerous portal oh, no. to me talking to you about arthurian legends and literature so we're gonna we're gonna table that our next podcast arthur's close family friend can i just say anyone who's listening to this right now uh-huh. that is red mists of avalon is going sweet summer child oh is she arthur's family, family friend? friend my darling and no ma'am i thought no, like she, she like a no. was adopted by the dad of arthur or something Uther Pendragon. I mean, she is adopted. She is adopted by Uther Pendragon. Okay. But not for the reason you think. <laughs> is she like... I, do you want me to like tell you? Because I feel like... Yes. I feel like this might okay, be Okay, listeners, if you don't want spoilers, go like a minute into the future, and I'm assuming this will only take a minute to like give me the spoiler. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay, so in different versions of this story, mm-hmm. uh, there are different answers for this, mm-hmm. but she is always his sister. Morgan Le Fay is Arthur's sister, and they have a child together. What? what? Correct. Mm. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that's why in that show, she's just a family friend, because there's no mm-hmm. nice way to do that on television, says Game of Thrones. 
Mm. Have you seen Merlin? I have not because I find uh, the guy a little difficult to deal with. I'm going to try again because I really the love Arthurian literature, as you know. Yeah. He's That's just fair. not like hot, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm fine if someone's not hot, but if someone looks like almost hot or there's something weird about mm-hmm. them that I can't get around. Like, for example, um, the dude who plays Vecna in Stranger Things. I, have uh, not I can't remember seen his name. Past season two. Okay, don't worry about it because this newest season, in my opinion, is a little weird with race stuff. Yeah. Um, mm. They they did some weird. They made some bad choices this year. Um, oh, Eddie is no. amazing, um, but uh, everybody else is. I don't know what happens with Lucas and his sister is not cool. Um, oh, but basically, um, if you've seen Sweeney Todd, he's also in Sweeney Todd. He's in a bunch of things. If you saw him, you'd be like, oh, there was a show on okay. Stars or Showtime called Camelot. And he played King Arthur. Yeah. And Ava Green plays I, Morgan Le Fay. Okay. That one's not bad. I've seen but that, that dude, like, yeah, he, like, his face bothers me. And I have a hard time mm-hmm. watching it because he's, like, kind of whiny, too. And I'm just, like, I'm not vibing with That's this guy. Fair. I'm going to try again because I love Ava Green. Like, I would marry her on the spot. If you've not seen Penny Dreadful, I highly suggest you watch that as well. Um, Penny Dreadful is, like, a show that's, like, about, like, like, 1800s pulp like grand mm-hmm. guignol kind of thing like like mm-hmm. w- when we were talking about uh armand and the theater of the vampires it's set in that time period okay and it's 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 pretty good is it's like she... a monster fighter thing is that the same actress though or no no Mm-mm. no okay lady. but i i, just, I, 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 was, can, I can understand why you think out. Yeah. So yeah. the so that show is that show is actually old at this point. That show is like, I think, fifteen years old. That Merlin show. Oh, you're right. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this this girl this girl's too young, but mm-hmm. yeah, I did totally see her as like an adult in something recently, and I kind of forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like on TikTok, so I saw it for a second that someone showed part of the episode or whatever and i forget that like people no longer look like what they looked like in a tv show when that moment was captured you know mm-hmm. forget that aging's a thing sometimes <laughs> but yeah i really want to see mayfair witches so i'm just gonna have to sign up for another free trial hell yes yeah as long as you say it's good so um okay now we are in so after the three years that's when that scene with trying to buy him a car goes on then we're in 1937 lestat writes a song for louis louis listening I immediately to song. smelled a rat immediately smelled yeah. a rat yep so he's listening to the song and he goes those female vocals those sound pretty familiar oh yeah. my god that's his mistress, and he didn't kill her, even though he's like basically said he broke it off or that he killed her before this. Mm-hmm. So no, he's he 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 brings a finger because Claudia and Louis are like, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe we'll give you a shot, maybe. And I think like he tells he tells Louis like no, he doesn't say that he killed her. He says that she's she's long gone. Oh, she moved off. I think mm-hmm. he kind of acts like she's she has a career elsewhere, like she left town mm-hmm. kind of thing. Until he hears this fucking record. And I'm like, why would you be so stupid? Like, this is just... The note I wrote about this, I absolutely so, love this Lestat. And this episode has brought yeah. me in fully to his his horribleness. Mm-hmm. 
So the missing the finger part doesn't come up till later in this episode. Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is before he's like, I'm oh, so sorry, I'm jumping all thing. over the place. You're fine. Yes. I had to double check my notes too to make sure. But um, so first off, what happens is basically Louis busts into the ho- their house that they share together, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's like, I heard you put her voice on the song you wrote for me. Like obviously you don't care because you mm-hmm. have your mistress's voice. And Louis mm-hmm. uh, the like, where was I supposed to go? <laughs> and then they're like, Antoinette, <laughs> can you get out of the house, please? And she's like. Yo, kicks her out of her own house. Kicks her out of her own house. She goes, I live here. She's wearing no clothes, y'all. She yeah. is butt booty naked. And she's mm-hmm. standing in her own house. And they're like, mm-hmm. can you go? Louis's like, you need to fucking leave. And she goes, I'm not going anywhere. Fuck you. And Lestat's like, I think he told you to leave. You should fucking leave. And she's like, what? And he goes, like, they both turn to her, like, slow-mo, yeah. like, do not make us say this again. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. And she's like, Ooh! and she, like, runs out of the house dramatically. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. It's excellent. And then, and she then goes they and, like, fuck in her bed. Yes, they do. She can, like, she can hear them fucking in her bed. And she's outside, just, like, chain-smoking cigarettes, all mad and pissed off, <laughs> crying. And I'm like, this show just does whatever it wants. <laughs> yeah, it does it's whatever so it <laughs> so perfect yeah it's exceptional it's exceptional (sighs) so good and then um basically what gets brought up we find out claudia turned 33 lestat Mm -hmm. said so basically louis and lestat have this whole come to jesus meeting they're like we need to lay everything out on the table so louis like no more always bothered me yeah he's like it's always Mm -hmm. bothered me did you have anything to do with paul's death and lestat's like who me no never i would never cross that boundary Mm -hmm. me who's claudia's like can you fly can you fly he's like what do you think everyone's like i mean we saw you fly motherfucker so we think you can fly you Mm -hmm. can fly right and he's like shrug i'm like i thought we weren't doing secrets bruh what is this (laughs) this is some charlton ass nonsense is what it is why are we pretending that we don't know what the fucking deal is? What is going on right now? What is this about? Mm-hmm. So then Lestat also gives us a little bit of his backstory. So we find yes. out that his maker was Magnus. And then he put him yes. in a room with corpses that looked identical to him. Yes. So in a previous episode of this, I was saying Marius's painting. Like Louis has Marius's painting. So mm-hmm. I got them confused. Marius is okay. a vampire that Lestat knows. Magnus is, mm. is Lestat's sire. So okay. Marius is a painter. There's a whole part about Marius that comes later. It's still an Easter egg. It's just not for the reasons that I said in the previous episode. Um, I wrote that down. It I happens. was like, Magnus, like, I, I always get them inverted. Marius made Armand. Yeah. Oh, and Magnus okay. made Lestat. Yeah. Um, Too many M names. I really enjoyed this part. I feel like this is where they really got me. Between that, like, epic gay mm-hmm. battle... Um, and uh, and this kind of revelation about Lestat's past, a lot of mm-hmm. what Lestat is detailing, all of that's true, right? Like how he was religious, you know, he he was mm-hmm. he was an innocent, right? All of that you find out in like the vampire Lestat. So like all of this is actual lore from the other books, which I very much appreciated because mm-hmm. you don't really get that in Interview with the Vampire, right? There's no scene like this in Interview with the Vampire. Lestat yeah. always kind kind of just is tight lipped and doesn't say anything right until mm-hmm. he gets his stage in the next book 
but that's something that mm. I really enjoyed. I think that was the moment that I was like, okay, you got me. You got me. All right. I'm along for the ride. I'll watch everything you put out. Here we go. Because yeah. like having this moment where he tells him like, yeah, you know, like I, I was religious. I wasn't lying that night. Like mm-hmm. I, I did feel a way and I'm in this room and like all of these corpses look like me. They're, they're all a type. And for some reason I was allowed to live. Yeah. Um, Wild. In Queen of the Damned in the movie, mm-hmm. there's a, a, a different kind of retelling here. There's like a, there's like a crossing of streams, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they have Marius create Lestat in Queen of the Damned. Um, okay. So there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of fudging of the truth in this other movie, mm-hmm. but it's not designed to be taken seriously. So you'll be all right when you watch it. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. We'll have a great time. It'll be a lovely uh, Patreon episode. I'm telling you right now, you're really going to ha- like, it's bad, but in the best way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I'm excited. So they're starting to get figured out in New Orleans. Um, people are like dropping voodoo dolls and salt circles and stuff on their porch. They're not sure what to do or what they're they're about, but they're trying to do something in whatever way they can. So while all that's happening, they have their secondary come to Jesus meeting where they're like, okay, if we're going to make this relationship work and we're going to act like a family again, Louis, you have to hunt humans. And Claudia's like, okay, then if he has to hunt humans with us, then you have to kill your mistress. So that's where the finger thing comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, so which was never enough i saw the finger and i was mm-hmm. like i need a whole ass corpse bro you need to like bring mm-hmm. her here so yeah. i can look at her dead body and make sure she's dead better yet bring her to mm-hmm. me and i will drink her right <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I i need yep. an update you know and then claudia during this whole discussion before the finger gets brought up she starts asking with stat like deeply personal questions and he's getting very stressed out. Um, and then while that happens, while he presents the finger, we find out that Antoinette is still alive. They don't let the viewers be, you know, like drug along onto this journey. They're like, yeah, she's still alive. Hope that doesn't come up later. Which I think Listen. I kind of love that. Lots and so lots good. of feelings about that. <laughs> yeah. So Lestat has her like stashed away and they're staying in like a weird motel. And Lestat keeps being like, I'm just going out for a bike. I'm going out for a walk. And he's going to go see his mistress. Mm-hmm. And then this is the scene in which. Claudia was never fooled though, if I'm going to be honest. No. Claudia was like. No way. Louis was like, "Yeah, he left her. She's dead." Claudia's like, "Sweet summer child." Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Dad, my listen, darling, my darling." Mm-hmm. So good. So then, um, while Louis and Lestat have sex, Louis and Claudia are having this whole telepathic conversation, and Claudia's like, "La mm-hmm. la," writing in her notebook, and then like inverted yep. you can see uh louis lestat just going at it Hard. and claudia's like listen i'm going to europe i want you to come with me and mm-hmm. louis's like no i cannot join you my life is here 
but you have a great time go see the world my child what i love too is like again this show has done a really great job of like making sure that the original text is still represented um Mm -hmm. claudia calls him the calls lestat the father of lies which is consistent Mm -hmm. both in the book and in the original movie um that is absolutely Mm -hmm. something that comes out of her mouth she's like he's the father of lies you can't trust him right like this is a warning that claudia issues to louis um in a different context obviously in the book since we're kind of you know doing something a little bit different here um contextually Mm -hmm. like with the plot but like it still stands right like the the vibe still stands and like there's a lot of drama like Claudia and and Lestat hate each other like it's it's really obvious that she kind of hates him and that he hates her back and that they're only kind of holding on and hanging in there for Louis like to keep him happy like like you said like she knows he's cheating she knows that he has a mistress right like yeah like like she knows this like they both are like like she's like trying to tell him that Lestat is doing everything he can to just like warn Louis away from like this other distraction and trying to go hard on like it's okay like we're close we're a family again that's all you want right and like louis totally allows himself to just be blindsided by that but like claudia does this thing where she like puts lestat through his paces like she's smarter now she's sharper now and she does not shy Mm -hmm. away from asking the tough questions like he'll come home and she'll add like 15 questions for him like where were you who are you with why are you coming home at this time what's that on your boots you smell like smoke where were you that had smoke Mm -hmm. and he's like why are you peppering me with all these endless fucking questions and she's like just answer them and it gets real tense all the time so when claudia is finally like i'm gonna go i'm like jesus christ thank god (laughs) because y'all are like like you can cut this tension with a fucking toothpick it is so soft Mm -hmm. like oh you know what i mean like it's like there's so it's nothing but tension it's peanut butter tension where everything is tense and you just get used to it because it feels so warm and cozy that's the kind Mm -hmm. of tension yeah it's i like the scene with her on the train as well though Mm -hmm. like when she gets on when she when she finally is like listen i'm gonna go and louis like you know don't leave don't go and like night after night they like sit on the park bench and talk and they pretend that they're normal and everyone's like you're not normal we see you um and they're like literally totally normal and like they agree that they have to like hunt for real because lestat Mm -hmm. is like oh it makes me feel judged when you like don't drink blood and claudia is like ugh i have to agree with him i do feel judged when you don't drink blood and louis is like fine (laughs) i'll drink people again god i hate you guys um and like when all of that is happening and claudia finally leaves like there's like this sense of like yes a childlike wonder but also like this this beautiful freedom like this i'm gonna miss Mm -hmm. this actor so much she really grew on me quickly i know um like so sad and like yeah i'm so sad like i want to write her a personal email and be like hi please don't do this to us we're a little family um (laughs) like i really like the attention to detail too with this show like i know that previously i said that i had some kind of hardships with the way they were kind of presenting race but you see like the 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 camera angle kind of like pulls through this train and you see a bunch of white people on the train and then you get to the steerage car where you have all the mm-hmm. bags and stuff and claudia is back there and louis vo his voiceover basically is like you know um for black passengers back then there was always a black only car that was like in disrepair was terrible um but for a black vampire you have to ride in the steerage like you have to ride in the backpack and mm-hmm. you know luckily for her that was enough um yeah because that was that was absolutely the case right like back in the day that's exactly how how black people had to had to travel right if there was an all-white train and there were no 
passenger cars for black people, they would have to ride with the baggage, like with the luggage. Like that used to happen all the mm-hmm. time. Um, so I like that they were historically accurate with that because at first I was like, don't show me this girl traveling on a regular fucking train, please. Um, yeah. and then they didn't, they showed that like she's in the back and she like is narrowly missed by the Porter. Um, I did find it interesting though, that the Porter was white, but it, mm-hmm. it was also a fancy, a fancy train. So that's probably why the yeah. Porter was white. It's one of those boozy mm-hmm. rich people trains. Yeah. She's like so happy with her little book. <laughs> yeah. Right before we cut to seeing her on the train, it shows Louis on the stat watching TV and it's like Germany's invading Poland. And Louis's like, oh my God, Claudia's on that train. And you see like Lestat watching the TV, watching Louis, watching the TV. And I'm like, oh no, mm-hmm. oh no. Oh, so I think so, it's actually a radio and not a TV just because of the time oh, period. I think they're listening to the radio. You might be right. You might be right. Yeah, because I think I TVs remember. are a little bit later. But you're right, though. Yeah. It does look like a TV because it's big. It's like one of those big old-fashioned radios with, like, the knobs yeah. and shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Stat turns up, finds Claudia in the baggage, grabs her, and he's like, you are not abandoning Louie. We are both here yep. for Louie. Yep. Ugh. Like, basically threatens her life. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be nice the next time you try to leave. You already left once without my yeah. permission do not do it again like fucking like just is awful and like you can tell she's afraid of him like you see the look on her face Mm -hmm. like she's terrified and like the threat that he lays down like he literally threatens her life like she's she's terrified and at the start of the episode Mm -hmm. like when he's apologizing when he like brings the car or whatever he's like louis keeping you keeping yourself from me is cruel you've never been cruel louis You've never been a cruel mm-hmm. person. That's what he says to Louis to like manipulate him. Mm-hmm. But like this yeah. shit is totally cruel. Like what he's doing to Claudia, yeah. the things that he says to Claudia, like he's cruel as fuck and he knows it, right? He knows it. Like there's no emotion on his face when he delivers these lines. Like he knows that this is fucked up. He's just like, this is who I am. Yeah. I don't care. Um, yep. And like, it's just fucked up. You just realize it takes one to know one, right? He's like, Louis, you're being cruel, but also I'm cruel. But Louis, mm-hmm. don't hurt me. Like mm-hmm. just bullshit, man fucked up yeah and like louis comes into the parlor like next scene right like scene change comes into the parlor and sees claudia he's like wait i thought you said claudia left and she's like right there and lestat's like oh Mm -hmm. yeah well i mean i i I, she she said that it was you know she was afraid to travel because of the war right Mm -hmm. claudia you were afraid to travel because of the fucking war Mm -hmm. and she's sitting there staring straight ahead empty eyes yep i was afraid it was scary. I came back. Like you can tell mm-hmm. some shit's not right. And Louis, Louis like trying to talk to her like telepathically. And she's like not responding. Like it's fucked up. It's fucked mm-hmm. up. Like it's clear that he got to her. I also have to mention when he picks her up from the train, he kills mm-hmm. the Porter, I think. And another yes. passenger. And while he's talking to her has a small dog licking the blood off of his fingers the entire time mm-hmm. he's talking to her. Mm-hmm. Like, maximum oh my god. Her. Maximum. Yeah. He, like, rolls the head of the porter toward her. That's how she finds out the porter's dead. It yeah. comes, like, bouncing into view, and she's, like, trying to read her book in the back. Fucked up, man. He's wild. He's wild. Ugh. In my head, I'm like, how does this end? What are we yeah. doing next season? What are we doing? Is Lestat coming back? Are we going to have more of him? How are we going to deal know. with this? Because I'm having a hard time. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. I'm stressed. So th- so then like Claudia finally like shakes out of her daze mm-hmm. and starts to like talk to Louis in his mind again about killing mm-hmm. the stat. She's like, he's gotta go. He's yep. gotta go. Mm-hmm. This dude is way too awful. We need to cut him. Like, it's done. Yeah. While she's playing chess with Lestat, she's talking to Louis the whole time and she's like, mm-hmm. he thinks we're his slaves, Louis. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, yeah. And I we mean, talked pretty much. And we talked about that last time. Yeah. We talked about that last mm-hmm. time look a little bit of how like mm-hmm. they have autonomy and Lestat is like anti-slavery and he's like, he's all about equality and all that stuff, like with race. But in mm-hmm. his life, mm-hmm. he wants people to be indebted to him. He feels like mm-hmm. I've I've done you this favor. You owe me something, right? Everything is transactional with him. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't just do things to be nice. He doesn't just do things because it's the right thing to do. Like that's not who he is as a person, nor does he pretend to be. Um, mm-hmm. I love the scene where she beats him at chess because he's shit talking her the entire time. Like he knows that they're talking yeah. mentally. And he's like, I fucking know it. I know it. I can sense it. I know it. I know. I know that you guys are fucking talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that he says to her on the train, he brings up Bruce. Mm-hmm. And he talks about like, you. so you know how cruel vampires can be. You know how awful yeah. they can be. You have no idea how awful I can be. Like he gets like nasty with her and brings mm-hmm. up her assault. And like, so now she's like on a tear. Now she's like, there will be no talking to me until he is dead, right? Like I need him fucking yep. dead yesterday. And Louis is like, but how? And she's like, fall in love with him. Fall in love with him. You don't have to do anything. I'll do the whole thing. You need to fall in love with him. You need to have stars in your eyes. I know that you're going to anyway. Because Louis is like, what if I'm not strong enough? Like, I'm not going to be strong enough to do this with you. And she's like, don't. Don't. Love him. Mm-hmm. Love him. Be, be with him. Like, do yeah. whatever it is you need to do, do it. Right? Because that's going to distract him. And that's what I need. I need him distracted. And then, like, mm-hmm. as, as they kind of, like, do a mental handshake on this deal, she finally beats him in chess. And he never, like, Lestat never sees it coming. He's, like, making fun of her as she's, like, putting him in check. And then he's like, you can't win. And she goes, check me. And he's like, what? And so he looks down, and sure as shit, like, he's teasing her the entire time. Oh, yeah, you're using your pawns? That's embarrassing. It's all metaphor Mm -hmm. for the plan she's coming up with telepathically mm-hmm. with louis right oh there's you're gonna sacrifice your pawn you're gonna sacrifice your king to save your queen and it's mm-hmm. like yeah we sure are gonna sacrifice yeah. our king to save our queen yes we are right mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's exactly what's happening right now um oh. and then we find out lestat is a sore loser which checks out because mm-hmm. <laughs> he is a so sore loser good. in the book as well yeah it's really good. Like they 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 crafted a really amazing story. If you are not hooked by season by episode six, the show just isn't for you. That's what I will say. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. It's it's so good. I could not imagine not being hooked, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So after Claudia wins, we get flashback to the present. Daniel is fully asleep, but he did have his treatment today. So mm-hmm. Louis is like looking at him and he goes, Let's let him sleep. And we get brought into. I love the doctor is like, I am not here. He's like, aren't Mm -hmm. you the most like world renowned phlebotomist? No, I am not here. Yes, but I could have sworn. Let me pull it up for you. Pulls it up at his computer. That's you, right? Totally him. No, I've never seen this person. I'm not here. So funny. Yes. What are you saying to me, Louis? Yes, I am not here. Louis like, you're not here. I've never seen you before in my life. And Daniel's like, why is everyone crazy? And I'm like, Daniel, read the room, bro. (laughs) He's not yeah. here, okay? He is not He's here. Not. 
stop talking to him never like he's here. here. He's not here. Leave it alone. Never been here. <laughs> he's never met the whole time. Before. I'm like, what's it? I'm like, what's in that drip bag though? Are they Louis platelets? Literally. What's going on? Is it his plasma? What's Could happening be. right now? I need Could to be. know. Can someone give me information? I have questions. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, you can watch the next episode if you want answers. And I'm like, so you're not going to give me answers next episode, are you? No. No. <laughs> no, we're not. Come back for season two in six to ten months. Literally. Yeah, that flashback, though. The flashback while Daniel's yeah. asleep. Rachel. Yeah. So the, it Rachel. shows them Rachel. at the bar when they meet. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And it's adorable because Louis has like a little baby 70s like like cropped fro and it's mm-hmm. precious and adorable. It's like the same haircut so everybody cute. had in 1976. It's really cute. And he's wearing like a little mm-hmm. terry cloth like again costumes like the costumes are perfect. He's wearing this little like terry cloth like polo shirt like people were wearing back then and like little bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. He looks adorable and it's disgusting. And then you see the person the person they got to play baby Daniel is also very cute. Like you can totally see how he grows mm-hmm. up to be like yeah man daniel mm-hmm. yeah it's very well done and then like rashid's in there for a second yo for no like, reason he's... he's like yeah i i love it because it's one of those moments like again like i mean just such realism like there's mm-hmm. a lot of times i've had the same dream over and over again and then one day it's slightly different right you wake up and there's like one more thing you remember from your dream mm-hmm. and it's like that like you get the scene and you see Louis and you see Daniel and they're talking, right? And he's chatting. Mm-hmm. And like you get the sense that he's dreamed this before, right? That this isn't necessarily new. But then mm-hmm. the camera pans. And that's like that's how you know it's like a new part of the dream. Cause the camera is like on just the two of them. They're talking. I think you get like five seconds of this in like the first episode where you see them talking in 76. Um mm-hmm. and then the, you see that same scene, more talking between the two of them, right? It's not just a flash mm-hmm. like it is when you see it the first time. And then the camera just pans over ever so slightly and fucking Rashid is there. And you're like, hold on. Yeah, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. And then it goes, end. Credits. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, no. Not resolved today. And then you go, well, obviously I'm just going to watch the rest of the show now. Jesus. I had Mm -hmm. somewhere to be an hour ago, but oh well, I guess. Just going to keep watching it. Yeah. This I was trying to figure out because for some reason I... I thought that Rashid might be the tie-in to Mayfair Witches. I thought maybe he's a witch because I've not—I don't know anything about Mayfair Witches. I'm like, maybe that's how we get to bring these universes together. I am wrong, which we will be talking about in one moment as we discuss episode seven because we actually have time. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were. <laughs> so, yeah, now we are on episode seven. So two people in one night have realize and come to their house so now they're like okay we need to go like people are trying to basically turn them into like their own cult or like their own religion so people are like i need your immortal life and louis like who the fuck are you what are you doing at my house yeah they have these like fetishes and like grigri like voodoo like like mm-hmm. statuaries and stuff that are that are put on their doorstep all the time. I think we see that a little mm-hmm. bit in the previous episode because people are starting yeah. to realize I've lived here my whole mm-hmm. life. You still look the exact same. Yeah, mm-hmm. like bad plan on their part because at this point, like Claudia's like in her fifties, probably yeah. or like in her forties yeah. at least. And yeah, uh, yeah, no, 
they're like she still looks 15 so mm-hmm. that's not good no so like while this is going no, on and like they oh sorry mm-hmm. no i was just gonna say there's another line that comes i think in the first 15 minutes of locked together in hatred mm-hmm. that's another line from the book and the movie that they put in the show and like i just love these little touch points that they have these tent poles Mm-hmm. To check in with people who are like, but the book was better. It's yeah. almost like they're speaking directly to me. And I, love I know. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much because it's really just like it plays like homage to the book, but it's not mm-hmm. directly ripped from the book. But I don't feel yeah. like it's discrediting the book at all. You know what I mean? Like at some all. of these yeah. adaptations that they like revise, I feel like they just like ripped it and part and threw in the garbage. And like, mm-hmm. I think they did a really good job of being like, okay, we love this book. It is our sweet baby child, but we don't yeah. want to give you the exact same thing we gave you before. Enjoy. Right. So Claudia's like hatching this whole plan to kill a stat. Um, and like while they're doing this, they're at the theater. Like while they're kind of talking, they're still having like this family bonding moment. So they go to the theater and they're like talking and pissing everybody off the whole time. And it's really cute. Mm-hmm. It's really adorable. And so basically, Claudia and Louie come up with this idea that they're going to have this giant, or Claudia, Louie, and the stat are like, you know what we're going to do before we leave New Orleans? Let's have a giant Mardi Gras party. Yep. And so they have to change. The day of Mardi Gras, which is planned like five years in advance to make it so they can leave right now. And it's so funny. Yep. It's ridiculous. Like, I, I love a good, like, rushing montage. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why it makes me so happy, but I, I am deeply affected by scenes where people are like, we have to get everything together. Like, I feel like it's because mm-hmm. I watched Cinderella as a child and there's a big, like, rushing, getting ready for party yeah. montage in that. Um, but I am here for it. And that's essentially what you see. Um, the yeah. thing that I think is so sad, though, is like, as Lestat is just ramping up, like he asks if he can be because, um, you know, during Mardi Gras, there's a king cake and all that stuff. So being mm-hmm. the um, I can't remember the word, but it's basically like the MC or like the grand poobah, basically, of the of the mm-hmm. of the street festival, like you're like the the crowning jewel of the event. Um, And as Lestat is trying to kind of get all of that going, it becomes so obvious how they're his servants, maybe not his slaves, because Mm -hmm. obviously they live in this finery and whatever. And I feel like that's also kind of a spicy um, comparison to make because we have black people dealing with this. But um, he like they're they're He treats them like they're servants, like he treats them like they're accessories in his madcap scheme to be, you know, the king of New Orleans or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's. It's weird because like Louis, you can tell Louis just like can't fight against the tide anymore. He's like fully bought in and like their their chemistry is just fucking like, I mean, I've never, I've never seen such chemistry. I'm pretty sure both dude has like a lady that they're with, but like you could have fooled me because there is some Mm -hmm. passion between these two men. There's Mm -hmm. like an electricity between them. Like I might watch the show again. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm probably going to watch it. Yeah. It's so good. (laughs) I mean, honestly, before- before season two comes out, I'm definitely doing a rewatch. Yeah. The other day, somebody put up to. a meme. <laughs> Someone put up a meme that was like, this is the kind of uh, bloody 
gothic obsession the bl- the kind of bloody gay gothic obsession that I'm here for and it was like four screenshots and one of them was mm-hmm. killing eve one of them was um oh what was that uh was uh camilla um mm-hmm. uh one of them was um damn oh i think it was uh, byzantium i think mm-hmm. which is about vampires uh lady vampires that are in love and then, or no, mm-hmm. Only Lovers Left Alive, which is also about vampires. Mm-hmm. Very good movie. Uh, very romantic. And then the last one was the interview with the vampire. was interview with the vampire with the two of them, like, when, like, yeah. Louis and Lestat are holding each other and they're all bloody. And I'm like, okay, so people are, people are onto this then. People have seen this show. Mm-hmm. Time for me to start telling people to watch it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, it's too good to pass up, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's iconic at this yes. point. So I have no notes because I was so distracted. So we're going to be depending heavily on your thing until, until the culmination of what happens. Mm -hmm. Wink, wink. Mm -hmm. Until that moment comes, then I have lots of notes. (laughs) Excellent. So Mm -hmm. they decided to throw this party. The party's wild. Um, Claudia though, goes and gets arsenic before this party. And it was like a flashback scene, but we're still kind of at this party uh, we see Antoinette, and I was like, oh, God, she's a vampire. 1,000% mm-hmm. vampire. Mm-hmm. Yep. Skulking around in the darkness. How must that make mm-hmm. her feel? Not only are you the other Literally. woman, but now you're the other vampire, and you got to go sneak, sneak, mm-hmm. sneak all around. Like, can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, you're a glamorous woman who gets turned into a glamorous vampire, and instead you're sneaking around in alleys. Like, mm-hmm. she's got it bad. She has got it bad with like Literally. six D's, y'all. I mean, yeah. wow. <laughs> yep. So then we also get this scene where like Louis dances with Claudia and then Louis and the stats start dancing and they make out in front of everyone and the crowd's like, <gasps> yep. Yep. People start leaving. Yo, y'all, it is a moment where you're watching it and it's really romantic and they're both like dressed up in their like 1700s powdered wig costumes with like the ruffle neck thing and like they look all like fancy and Marie Antoinette or whatever and they're dancing Mm -hmm. together and like they come up with this scheme to basically pin a badge on anyone that they think they want to like turn not turn Mm -hmm. but like anyone they want to feed off of later in the night like people that they know will um, either A not be missed or B can serve their greater purpose to leave unscathed without Mm -hmm. raising any alarms and um, like Claudia is like pinning someone and kind of that's like how you see them kind of go out on the dance floor because Lissette is like, it's our last night in town. And Louis is like, let's go out with a bang. And so they like have this like super boy on boy like dance and like the camera oh. spins around them. Like it's very poetic and beautiful mm-hmm. and so gay. I just I, I was I gasped oh, audibly aloud. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, <gasps> <laughs> you and the audience it'll definitely okay. yeah and bring bring a handkerchief to fan yourself with mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a smart idea and dab your brow because boy howdy mm-hmm. no mm-hmm. complaints it's no beautiful. notes i love <laughs> no i notes. forgot there was a group of people until everyone gasps they forgot there was a group of people yes. until everyone gasped it was great they were like oh snap uh yeah well we're making out now so i guess this is what we're doing yep people are like we're leaving we've been scandalized and i'm like you live in new orleans in the early 1900s surely it takes more than this to scandalize you literally you're fine (laughs) everyone's fine yes so um 
then they're like, okay, so you want to know we ha- how we got immortality? They bring everybody to like a separate room later. And uh, they're like, yeah. And like Louis or the stats being all dramatic about like, oh, you know, I was born in this year, then I became a vampire in this year. And they're like naming how old they are and everything. I love and, that they say immortal because they don't want to they don't want to spook the horses. So he doesn't say like, yeah. oh, I became a vampire. He's like, I, I've been I became immortal in this year. I drank from the fountain of youth. Like they mm-hmm. give them like the fucking they give them like 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 this big fucking like this their big reveal is like this this ancient rumor the fountain of youth and everybody's mm-hmm. buying it except for that one oh, shithead yeah. the governor that like runs the state that guy that guy has been fooled so many times in this season I don't feel bad for him because he's yeah. allowed himself to be tricked but mm-hmm. like every single like like he he is just the biggest he carries this X on his face from the last time that they met. He has like a scar on his cheek from like the time yeah. that he just like shook Louie down and like fucked them over. Like it's just I don't know. It's just so good. The cop muffins. So good. Chef's kiss. Truly. So uh then they start killing everybody. Okay. Yeah, because he spoils um, it. That's right. He's like, he like lifts the lid before they're ready, because they have this whole speech. Mm-hmm. And the governor's like, there ain't nothing in here at all. And yep. Louis Lestat's like, not for long. <laughs> and then it's done. Yeah. Oh, it's done. Jumps over um, the table. Uh, word of warning: If you are not, if you are someone who is faint of heart, if you are not a uh, a horror whore or a gore hound or whatever you want to call it, uh, mm-hmm. this is going to be a little rough for you. Um, this show does not is not good at reminding you that you're watching something that is a horror genre yeah. event. It's very beautiful the whole time and mm-hmm. the men are really beautiful and the women are beautiful and everybody in between is beautiful and you're like looking at these people and it's you get lulled into this this sweet false sense of confidence that everything is going to be all right and then it's really hot and sexy and you're not wrong. It is hot and sexy. All right, dear mm-hmm. listener, it is very sexy. Um, but then you get the moment where like Lestat and Louis have their domestic violence, like where Lestat assaults Louis, right? And it gets scary yeah. But it's scary in like a more visceral way because obviously domestic violence hits different. But when you get to episode seven and they start killing these people, recognize yeah. you are going to be watching a horror movie. Hard R, mm-hmm. if not NC-17 horror. Like there is some mm-hmm. next level gore. I was very pleased because I'm a creep and I like that. But if you do not like that, you're going to want to cover your eyes because it gets very This is the kind of horror I like. This is what yeah, I like. Same. I don't like mm-hmm. jump scare horror. It's not no. my thing. Agree. Like, I don't like being scared. Agree. Yeah. I mean, I like. I like I like the vibe of fear. Like, I don't mm-hmm. like a jump scare where, like, every five minutes, it's like, turn, wah, turn, wah, turn, wah. Like, that's boring. But I do like, I do like cultivating an ambiance that mm-hmm. feels like you're going to get a jump scare, and then you don't, and then it's just scary, and you're, you're changed forever. I feel like mm-hmm. this almost bypasses those rules entirely because it goes from really beautiful to telling this really amazing fountain of youth fable to mm-hmm. why is this fucking governor being a piece of shit again to someone's eyeball on the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> literally you're watching it suddenly there's just like an eyeball and a tongue ripped out on the floor and there's like buckets and buckets and buckets of blood everywhere like it is brutal mm-hmm. like people's throats are getting torn off people's face somebody's whole face i think gets ripped off Right? Mm-hmm. Like they like pull from under that guy's chin and they like so. rip his face off. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It gets it, it gets, it's bloody Wild. disgusting in the best way. Yeah, it's good. Mm-hmm. 
So good. So, um, they offered the dying twin to Lestat, and he opens the door, Antoinette strolls in. And he's like, you tried to kill me? I know what's up with this guy. Yeah. Because she's been Ooh. fucking looking around all night. She's been, and that, and that's why I think it's really. I wrote down perfect reversal, right? I love this scene because you have Antoinette, who's like this new character that you get. So Lestat has a warning that it's this other twin, and you see the twin kind mm-hmm. of dwindling. You know that Claudia has done something to fuck him up, right? You see him all woozy and getting all crazy mm-hmm. and stuff, and you're like, okay, I know this. Especially if you're somebody who read the book, I feel like this is the perfect nod for you because you're watching it and you're mm-hmm. like, I know what's going to come next, right? It's 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 beautifully done. Um, I don't want to say the reveal. You say the reveal. So. Then Stat tries making Claudia drink dead man's blood, and Claudia's like, you know what? I knew I was being followed since the train. I knew this whole time. That's why I poisoned the mayor, because I knew you'd go after him yep. first. And I was like, yeah! Yep. Yeah, Claudia! Yep. Yep. Hell she yeah! Moves, she uses... She uses the ultimate weapon, which is Lestat's own vanity. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit that she does when she beats him in chess. Mm-hmm. She uses his vanity. She lets him talk. She lets him be this blowhard, mm-hmm. right? She lets him go in on how brilliant he is and how mm-hmm. he's so wonderful. And aha, I have caught you in my trap. And then she destroys him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't even see that as foreshadowing for this very moment. And like when you see the look cross his face and you see Antoinette realize she's probably getting eaten in about five seconds mm-hmm. um, or ripped to shreds, right? When you get that moment, Beautiful. Like it's almost as if like like my entire apartment was silent because there's a pause right yeah. when Lestat is like wait yeah there's like a moment of silence where there's like a bit of music and that's it and like you could hear a pin drop in here I was just like yeah. I know <laughs> me and my sibling like looked <laughs> at each other resist. and I was mm-hmm. like oh my god <laughs> yep he could could not resist. And she knew he wouldn't be able to resist. She was like, I knew the second you saw him, you'd pin him and you'd put, you'd, you'd be all about it. Like, so oh good. my God. So, oh, so good. good. And like, so you see Louis and like, Louis is not, is not in on this at all. Right. Like what Antoinette overheard, mm-hmm. which like, I love the setup that like other vampires can hear each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it serves everyone really well in the scene, but like, I love that. Like you see Louis's face. And again, like, uh, I think his name is Jacob Anderson, I yeah. think is the name of the actor. He um, he's like, the regret is palpable. Mm-hmm. Like, you see it cross his face. Like, he goes to Lestat, he picks him up. He's like looking at him as he's like dying and bleeding out and just is like choking on all this like dead blood. And like, it's it's so sad. Like, every movement he makes is an obvious struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, you can see his hands are moving more slowly. Like, Lestat makes it impossible to let go of him, right? Telling him sweet nothings until his dying fucking breath, right? Telling him it's okay, I love you, you're too good for me, mm-hmm. right? Says all the right shit on his way out. And I'm just like, guys, can you stop with Lestat, please, for five minutes? Relentless. Can any of us get some sleep? Literally. Please? Because the man doesn't stop, okay? <laughs> he doesn't stop. Um, and what's so good is they set all of this up, like, seeing the unraveling of this scene where they go to the they go to the governor in the previous episode and they have like this one-off conversation or or earlier in this episode where they're talking about his business Mm -hmm. right and they're like yeah what about you know a little boating business uh side hustle where you have a boat you know a liner Mm -hmm. going back and forth to europe since you know the war is on they're gonna need a lot of coffins Mm -hmm. 
And he's like, yeah, you're right. And then he steals the idea from them because, of course, that's what he fucking does, right? Mm -hmm. Steals the idea from them, doesn't pay them for the boat, but now they do have a boat Mm -hmm. because the governor stole the idea and the boat already has coffins on it. Like, just the neatest little bow. Just the neatest little Mm -hmm. bow tied up. Just, like, I mean, masterclass level Mm -hmm. shit, right? Like, just beautiful. Just, wow. Wow. So good. Very impressed. Very impressed. And then they wheel lestat out to the garbage like roll him up and i think they roll him up in like a rug or something bring him out to the Mm -hmm. garbage because louis like i cannot incinerate him i can't do it which is a mistake and that's so then they go to europe um the interview is like i'm like the interviewer calling it out though he's like you want lestat to come back to life that's why you put him out of the garbage you knew he'd have access yep. to rats. Yep. What's what's in a what is in a fucking landfill? Mm-hmm. What's in a trash heap? Fucking rats, big juicy ones that feast off the land. You fucking knew it was gonna happen. You wanted him to come back, yo. That moment is like, like you can feel all the air go out of the room. Like Louis's face, he's like, like he gets this like <laughs> this like petulant like no kind of face on and daniel's like no you're not getting out of this yeah. one i know i know all about it and then rasheed <laughs> want this man to come deciding back. to break this fight up by levitating in the background yo. red-eyed yo and then yo. he's like i am 514 years old my name is armand and i'm like sir what chill out daniel's like i've seen you walk around in the sun he goes yeah i'm so old it doesn't affect me anymore like wild ancient like i'm beyond old and i'm just like and i love it because like anyone who hasn't read the book is just like so he's a vampire too oh my god but if you've read the book you go armand yeah oh my god right like it hits so different yo i wrote down i was like man like white fans who were already mad at louis being black are probably livid now they're like all the vampires are black granted rashid is not black but he's brown enough yeah Okay, he's he's a dark skinned Swana man and he looks very handsome. Um slight, but very mm-hmm. handsome. And now now I'm obsessed and I need season two to be out right now. It ended and I was I just know. like, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. I need season two. Where's yeah. season two? You don't have it? Let's 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 start yeah, recording what the heck? right Bring now. It out. Let's call everybody up. We gotta literally <laughs> let's go. We gotta get let's this go. thing out of here. Chop chop. <laughs> Come on. We I got did stuff not to do, think he was gonna be Armand. I that me never either. crossed my mind. I'll be real. I'm not mad about it. No. I'm, I'm not upset. And I'll be honest with you. I have a theory. I think that next season, right in general. So mm-hmm. we know that in the book, at the end of this 1976 interview, that Louis is with Armand. Yeah. So if Louis is still mm-hmm. with Armand in 2023, I imagine that the mm-hmm. way this story ends is not with Louis talking about Armand and Claudia and all that stuff. I think it ends mm-hmm. with louis um kind of just going off to a bar and meeting this guy because obviously armand Mm -hmm. is there with him so i feel like instead of that kind of breakup that we get at the end of the book um louis is just kind of trying to still bide his time with armand but he has a wandering eye which is why armand is in the background Mm -hmm. of that scene where he's talking to fucking daniel for the first time Mm -hmm. right um because he's kind of like you can see too at the end of episode six he looks annoyed he's just like okay can we go are you ready right like he's just like can we leave here like i'm tired of this party like you can tell that he's like not enjoying himself very much like he isn't in the book and when 
Daniel asks, like when he's talking to 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 Armand at the end of the last episode, like he kind of says, like I've been his companion and I watch over him and I make sure he doesn't make the make all the wrong mistakes and he doesn't make the wrong moves. Like he's almost, it's almost like he's his, like he's his owner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily his owner, but like like his humble servant in quotation marks. But like, yeah, he has the upper hand, or he wouldn't have shown himself like that. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. I think that the long game is that because we know that there are certain pages torn out of Claudia's journals. Mm-hmm. I personally wonder if the story is going to remain the same that Claudia dies and she's killed by the Theater de Vampire. Yeah. Right? I think that all of that is still real. But I kind mm-hmm. of wonder if the way that this is going to end is Daniel bears witness to Louis killing Armand. Because I wonder if Daniel is the one who's going to ask the right questions to get Louis mm-hmm. to realize that Armand is the one who had Claudia killed. I think that's the long game. Mm-hmm. I Maybe. kind of wonder. Like, like I'm I'm really wondering. Or if like, yeah. I wouldn't be mad if they don't kill Claudia, to be honest. Like I know it might bother Me either. some people. I'll be real. They decide not yeah. to. I and they do something different. I would be agree. okay with it. I, that wouldn't hurt me. I agree. That wouldn't that yeah. would not hurt me, especially if I got like fucking 80-year-old Claudia doing disco vampire shit. That would probably make me pretty happy. Um <laughs> I don't know why yeah. I'm obsessed with disco vampires. It's just cuz it's great. It's like, you know, eternal nightlife. Um <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. And I also want to know how we're getting Lestat back in the picture. Because I don't think next season can just be the two of them. They're going to have to embellish that story. I'm sure they're going to put him on the ship. You know, yeah. I think they're going to have more of a conversation of him on the ship. You know what would be cute? If Claudia is still alive. If she's like going to college or something. And like pops mm-hmm. in while they're doing the interview. And she's like, hey, spring break. I just thought I'd come by and see you. How have you been? You know? Yes. And he's, she's Adorable. like, oh, are you doing like an interview? That'd be cute. Like if she's still yeah. around and just like basically doing like the Edward Collins situation where she just keeps going to different yeah. colleges and she's like, I got yeah. 30 degrees um, yeah. so and cute. seven PhDs and I just kind of keep doing my own thing, you know? I would love that. I wouldn't be mad. Or if they're I'm very like, big oh, into Claudia, that. like mm-hmm. yeah. They're like, how do you make your money? And she goes, oh, I sell my art online. Like a super yep. modern day energy. <laughs> yes. I would be super yes. happy with that. Fantastic. A plus all around. Very Let Claudia be a smart um, author. I don't care. It's all I want. I also wouldn't mind if Claudia like starts showing Lestat like tendencies, but doesn't realize it. Oh my like god. Claudia has like a steady boyfriend and a girl on the side and is like, what do you mean? And I'm a vampire. I can love whoever I want. Louis like, that's obviously not the point I'm trying to make at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're being like him, you know? And she's like, well, I fucking hate you. How dare you compare me to my yeah. mother? I don't like yeah. that. That's not okay. You've crossed a line. <laughs> like mm-hmm. those, those are the arguments that I want in season two. Oh that's my god. It'd be beautiful. Mm-hmm. The fight yeah. of being like, you're just like your father. And she's like, don't bring my name in the house. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, uh, yep. I'm so excited. I I'm can't dying. wait for season two. Me too. Me too. They just started filming it in March and I'm like, oh, so when is it going to be done? Uh, yeah, literally. Bring Halloween. It, it better be out. It better be out in Halloween. You guys better hurry up with your editing. <sighs> and of course, there's a writer's strike right now. So probably. Oh, not. yeah, probably not probably not pay your writers better people hold 
I mean, hello. It's so funny. This writer's strike is happening. And like, I'm not seeing very many people sticking up for the studios, but like Mm -hmm. all writers should strike because I mean, obviously, you know that I'm in and out of advertising, sort of still trying to decide if I'm going back to it. And writers Mm -hmm. are are very unfairly compensated there as well. Like when, you know, Jason, who's a designer, started working at the same ad agency that I was at they offered him for a lower for a lower title right his title was not mm-hmm. at the same level as my title and uh he was making twenty five thousand dollars more for a job that was a different level that's and insane i was like i get it i'm a black lady shaped person he is a white man that's already going to mm-hmm. have a difference of, of, of a different weight as far as how much we're getting paid because the world mm-hmm. is a dumpster fire. However, the fact that he's, that he's a designer also is another one, right? Because people go, oh, well, if you're a designer, you have to know how to use specialized programs. And it's like, if you're a writer, you have to know fucking basic English, y'all. So many people don't even know they're there and there. So understand, yeah. like writers are constantly evolving. Writers are doing research. We like, there's so much more than just I'm going to sit on my computer and have, you know, just like write a basic tweet. You know what I mean? Just shit post. Mm-hmm. Like that's not what writers do. Like we think about, you know, what's going to excite the reader, what's going to draw someone's eye, what's going to, you know, if it's something that's like pop culture based, right? What's the right thing mm-hmm. to say for like a Star Wars day tweet that's going to be viral, right? Like there's so much mm-hmm. craft and delicacy to writing, whether it's, you know, copywriting for ads or something huge, like, writing you know a, a screenplay for like a film or a movie so the idea mm-hmm. that like writers aren't being paid well is just mind-blowing to me because that's literally who makes the stories right you can have yeah. beautiful design and it's just art without copy it's mm-hmm. not advertising right the ad is, is yeah. the writing like the the the, mm-hmm. the copy in a movie you can have a, a silent film even silent films they just don't have speaking parts they still have copy there's still text on the screen mm-hmm. like it's an integral part of the of the creative process to have words along with your images. Mm-hmm. And the idea that people just like try to downplay that is mind boggling to me. And yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of really good things get canceled because of this writer's strike, which like, if that's the sacrifice, that's the sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like I'm willing mm-hmm. to pay for it. There's plenty of shit that I need to catch up on. That's been out for forever that I haven't seen. I'm not dying. Right. I can, I can watch everything you know that's me. already out. It's not a big deal. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> So I'm still trying to Listen, catch I'm up saying, from like you six have, years ago. You have even more shows to watch than I do. You have shows that you need to watch from the last writer's strike. Back in yeah. fucking 2000, what, 6, 2007, I think there was a writer's strike back then. Like, that's okay. what you, that you need to be working on that, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason I switched from copywriting to being like social media management and like doing the mm-hmm. corporate side is because I looked at the salary ranges of both of those. I'm like, just kidding. Just yeah, kidding. it's a joke. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, it's the same thing with 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 either writing for or doing social media management, right? Like mm-hmm. that does have a writing component to it. But like because older white dudes don't understand social media, they're like, I'm willing to pay somebody good money to do this job that I couldn't do myself. But they mm-hmm. look at someone like me and they're like, a black lady writer, I can surely write as well as her surely i can write as well as them right like okay yeah thanks sir right fuck you it's also that whole like people (laughs) thinking that now they can just have ai create captions with them and i'm like get out of here please don't do that it's gonna be bad we can all tell it's all gonna be terrible yeah yeah Yeah. i i will say i've been using chat gpt when i'm feeling lazy to like come up with ideas for meals which has been pretty great but like 
don't ever use it creatively creatively you know it just no. doesn't work use it as like a research tool you know like i've made it mm-hmm. make a leg day routine for me when i was like my brain no thoughts head empty give me a couple yeah. workouts and i'll do them but like yeah, never should that. replace people no 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 emotion yeah there's no emotion in it there's no power in it like yeah i don't know ai will replace us all we can't we can't get into that right now (laughs) no that's a whole other podcast yeah we'll read 1984 and then we'll talk (laughs) i do have episodes of 1984 so you guys can go listen to those do a rehash so let's talk about ai in the lens of 1984 Let's discuss. Literally. Let's 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 read I Am Robot. I'm pretty sure it's just a novella, but it's fine. We can read it. I mean, <laughs> worth it. Yeah. But we will see you all next week with something new. Yep. And if you want to listen Yay. on Patreon, make sure to check out Queen of the Damned, which we will be talking about soon. Yay! Woo! And I will see. <laughs> You all lovely people later. Where can be the people of the internet find you, Candace? You can find me at that Candace girl, C-A-N-D-A-C-E over on Twitter, where I post about all the stuff that's going on, uh, including the pilot for Swift Spark in the Defense 5, which hopefully will be coming to a streaming service or television series uh, near you sometime soon. Um, you can also find me over at Candace the Magnificent on Twitch and uh, other associated platforms. If you are interested in watching Lego builds or video game streams or ukulele concerts, I'll be over there hanging out. Um, but yeah, and hopefully I'll be on more Barely Bookish in the future when there's something ridiculous to read and comment on. <laughs> Probably that Mist of Avalon is what we're going to do next. I foresee it. I'm not lying to you. It is Diesel. It is a big ass, thick ass book. It is a mama book. So yeah, if you want to do like a Spark Notes version of Mists of Avalon, I'm also open to that. But if you want to read it, it is a great read. It is quite good. Yeah, I won't lie. Okay, maybe we'll do it like little parts or something. I don't know. We'll see. Sounds good. Yeah, awesome. All right, but we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>